Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here to discuss episode 10 of Luke Cage. Take it personal. That's what I did. I do. We always do. Yeah. We're very sensitive people. It's true. So it's full spoiler we are alert. All sensitive people. I don't know about all that. We so much to give. I mean, Matt, you're you're good at what you do, but just sorry. We got we got Marvin Gaye through the Aaron Neville uh, sort of voice. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Gaye by way of Aaron Neville. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh man, I'm I'm doing fantastic. Good, got, uh, good. got good things going on in life, and yeah, got Luke Cage. Yeah, I'm excited for you, man. Thank you. Lots of good things happening. Thank you. Got a new job coming up. Yeah, man. Pound it. Yeah, there we go. I didn't know if it was public knowledge yet, and you could say it on the cast, but you got a new job. Yeah, I put in in my notice. New Um, job. Substantially better job. Yeah. um, It's awesome, man. About a 62% raise. That's insane. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. It's insane. you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, so like every time I get a raise, it's like a slow like it's never a raise. It's like a slow increase in my prices and my frequency of work. You know, yeah. I just slowly fight for every like. So I've gotten you know my my, my income's gone up over the last few years, but it's been like a slow You've been fighting like, for it ra- raise in in the bar. But just to like jump. 62% in pay is ridiculous. That's amazing. It really is. That's just going to, it's like an immediate lifestyle change or hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be a lifestyle change <laughs> because I'm going to save all of that and put it toward debts. Yeah, man. Do it. Get it. All right. So anyway, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Spoiler alert. He didn't die. He didn't die. <laughs> spoiler alert. He didn't die. He didn't die. The guy that this well, whole show is about and who is going to be in the Defenders somehow did not perish. Technically he did die. <laughs> Maybe technically his heart stopped, so you know, I guess I mean he died for a moment. Claire Temple is trying to make a Luke Cage stew because all of her family's coming over, <laughs> so she's like p- throwing everything and the kitchen yep. sink into this. Throwing in the onions, throwing in the carrots <laughs> and the random electrical pieces to we, but, but really doctor, get it fried. We need to boil him. <laughs> he is not appropriate temperature for consumption yet. <laughs> you need to crank it up. All the way up. We got to get this thing cooking fast. I put in one of those little turkey thermometers, and he had, it has not popped yet. <laughs> that was his fist coming up. <laughs> yeah, his fist coming up was his his little turkey thermometer. His little turkey. That's what we'll call his fist from <laughs> now on. His little turkey thermometers. <laughs> what? That, I don't even uh, understand that joke. Nope. nope. Um. <laughs> oh man. So she was. She was able to get the bullet shrapnel out with some sort of pseudoscience. She even said, like, sometimes you got to throw the science out. Yeah, that was real weird. That whole no, sequence was no, like... No, you don't. No, no, you don't. Yeah, it was like, a, I mean... Science is what created him. Science is what's got to fix him. Yeah. It was a little uh, It was a little thrown together. It was, you need salt. Just lots of salt. Saline. Saline. That's what breaks down abalone shale. Do, yeah. Does it? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I you know I don't understand any of the science well enough to know if any of that made sense. But it seemed a little convenient. Like right. Let's let's say I this. just remembered this thing. We can do this big medical thing with household ingredients. <laughs> save your, how to save your superhero with household ingredients. <laughs> um. So uh, we got that. We got a um, diamond. Uh, diamond. No. Yeah. Diamondback. Almost thought I was saying the wrong snake name. Um, <laughs> snake, snake, snake. Diamondback is impersonating Luke. He puts on a little for like all of a second. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like to to he to put, he puts he kills, on his Nintendo Power Glove. He puts on his Nintendo Power Glove to uh <laughs> to to replicate the the feeling of Luke's uh, little turkey thermometers. <laughs> And he uh, and punches the crap out of an yep. unsuspecting Kill, cop. Kills the pl- kills the police officer. That right? poor police officer. Yeah, what an at what an you asshole. Know what? Diamond I, back. I, I I say this after this episode. Like I feel bad for the NYPD in the MCU. Yeah, because like they see some crap, man. They mm-hmm. see a lot of stuff, and it's got to be real rough on your on your um, your your pride when like. Everybody's just like, nah, the Avengers can handle this. You can't do anything because you're just a lowly police officer. Or, like, I've got this superhero around and nobody can do anything, especially the cops. We have to take things into our own hands. Like, that has to suck as a cop because you still have a job to do and you're still trying to do it. But it's, you know, you got the Hulk running around tearing up places (laughs) and, like, it just, it makes it real hard. And then, like, you've got these, these, like, the heroes who either don't really care that you're there or are just indifferent to you. Yeah. And then you've got these villains that like specifically target you and it just, it sucks for them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all part of that world of like your job is to serve and protect in a world that, uh, you, you're facing threats you can't protect against. Yeah. Which is why superheroes are necessary in this world. Um, why vigilantes are necessary. <laughs> yeah. On the ground level, at least. Who do you think is going level? to come out on top of this um, power struggle that is brewing between Mariah and Diamondback? Oh, I'm going to have to say Mariah, because she's got the long game. I think so, too. I, I, it's obvious that Diamondback is in, in charge right now, but I just don't put anything past Mariah. And I think she is going to turn the tables in her favor before long. Yeah. Um, I keep seeing this this, like this spark this glimmer in diamondback like you you hear about him at the beginning of the season and he's this big like imposing ominous brewing like guy working all the angles and everything from right. far like you think that he's just going to be this great guy as far as planning and deceit and and this chess player basically the great and powerful oz they're right and then you hear and like you you see a you see him in it and you're like man this guy is just He's all emotion, all reaction. Well, for the most part, I'm not sure about that. Um, like he's clever in the moment, but I just I don't see him being this long planner. To me, to me, I think his, I think he is. A, I mean, he he's obviously a long planner. He like got Luke sent away, and he's been working all of these angles to take Luke down from afar. Um, before he even steps into the picture, he's trying to weaken him. You know, his weak in his position, put him on the run, kill someone in his name, like all this stuff. Yeah, just the way that he did it, though, is all, it's it's weird. It just, it doesn't feel very, uh, like, far away villain-ish. Sure. It feels like a guy that's, like, directly in his face trying to just outright kill him. Well, we've seen him one time directly in his face, and it was when he thought he had him weak enough, you know? Yeah. When he had sniped him and and, and blown up his gut. (laughs) And hoped uh, I thought that would weaken him enough to take him down, and he learned in that moment he was that was not weak enough. That was not enough. Yeah, um, I, I think their plan is really interesting here. Like they're they're using this superhero sort of um, fear that is in the society to like uh, bring about uh, more weapon sales. 
Yeah. Something we haven't seen yet. And they're uh, trying we, to sell these guns specifically to take out people like Luke Cage. It, it reminds me a little bit of what happened with Hammer Industries building their own versions of this tech Stark suit. And yeah. they showed, uh, you know, in, in Iron Man 2, he shows uh, China. They're still 10 years away. And Hammer, I think this is, this is I think we have some footage of theirs. Like, um, <laughs> they're just trying to mimic what uh, Iron Man is doing. But with, in this world... On the street level, he's like, how do we arm our police enough to handle this threat? And how can I get paid? Um, but I think Diamondback definitely has the long, long-term long goal. And, and there's one moment in particular that makes me think that when he walks in and shoots all those, all those mob bosses, yeah, the fact that he leaves one alive shows me that he's not all emotion. He didn't go. He went in there knowing what he was going to do, knowing that he could kill everyone in that room, but he left the two alive that were important to his plan. Uh, one that he didn't want to, like, he knew that he could kill those three with no repercussions. Yeah. Or at least repercussions he could handle. He knew there was one he didn't want to mess with, and he knew, well, he at least thought he wanted Mariah Dillard on his side. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that he fully knew or if he thought he was going to kill Mariah Dillard and take the club for himself or something like that. Uh, but when she convinces him, he says, why should I, you know, why should I let you live? Yeah. And and she like, you know, petitions for her life, basically. <laughs> um, so I, I think I think he's he's more methodical than he seems. That scene seemed like the most unhinged. He just goes in and just kills multiple leaders of gangs which could is going to cause all kinds of power vacuums and wars and yeah, but and he still chooses to leave the one alive that he knows he should yeah it's i don't know it it might be because his plan seems very convoluted and not really readily apparent that it that it might seem that he's all emotion to me well it, i think at this point he is a little bit on tilt for sure yeah um i mean <laughs> he's full tilt diva <laughs> He's going about it all weird though, with the whole like the punching the random cop and 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 like walking away, telling I'm Luke Cage, I'm Luke Cage. Just why? Why do that? I mean, I think it's just he knows he can't take him hand to hand combat. But the people in that area know what Luke Cage looks like, and he doesn't look like Luke Cage. Yeah, but he had a, he had his hood up. It's a black man in a hoodie. They all look alike. <laughs> you know how awful that is, Matt. Well. It- it's not me. <laughs> it's the show. It's the conceit of the show, I think. And I don't think anyone got a really good look at him except the cop that he killed. Yeah. Anyone that actually saw his face. Because he came up with his head down. He looked up at a cop, punched him. And then while everyone's fleeing, he's yelling, I'm Luke Cage. Which, agreed, is a little weird. And Misty immediately is on to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're just trying to cause enough panic to get the cops to do their job for them. Yeah. They're trying to get the Sorry. cops to buy these bullets so that Luke Cage, who has already thrown two cops around, so proven that he could have, I mean, he could have hurt those two cops. I mean, that cop that he threw like 20 feet into a, into the glass of a cop car, Yeah, that was kind of rough. That could have... Uh, he could have been a little nicer about it. Yeah, he could he could have done done more. Of course, he also protected the other cop. He covered him and let, it, let the cop shoot him in the back. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't talk about that in the footage. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, but that, they're, they're, his plan is still, he's still on tilt against Cage, but uh, his plan is to get the cops to do the dirty work for him. Kind of like, he thought, I think he thought he, it was possible to take him down at that theater. Yeah. But then he realized he, he that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. 
He just um, didn't play it right. <laughs> didn't shoot him enough times. If he shot him a couple more times while he's on the ground, maybe. But <laughs> he wanted that confrontation. He you just know? unloads into him. Yeah, that See, probably would take. That's him the down. problem with villains is that they they do the one thing and then they're like, okay, I have to gloat. Yeah, I have to make sure that sure. they know that I'm the one. And like they they monologue. Absolutely. <laughs> they, I mean, it's a classic problem. They end it themselves, basically. But it, it's also great. Uh, it's also great. Uh, that's why we enjoy them because <laughs> they fair. their plans are not just aim a gun, shoot in the head. Like their plans are always more diabolical and uh, sort of psychological in nature, trying to mess with the hero more than trying to just kill them. You know. You know that's why I like the Kingsman though. Is you you've got this this good switcheroo of like who you think is the hero, and turns out not. But we won't spoil that. Right. Don't spoil that. We're we're here to spoil Luke Cage. Yeah, we're spo- which I don't think we gave a a warning for this time. Sorry about that. I if did. Anyone? Uh... <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I good. did. I remembered. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I, I this this one was great. I've got a lot of questions about where we're going. Misty yeah. Knight's been shot. Misty Knight has been shot. Um, and nobody's going to talk about the fact that she was shielded by Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I think they will. I think I think Misty Misty is going to be finally securely on Luke's side. She's been yeah. sort of waffling, but uh Well, I mean, he did he did like hunker down over her and explicitly say, "I got you." You oh, hear yeah. me? I got you. And I think I think she's for sure going to be like fully on his side she's now. Like, okay. And we're going to we're going to finally get the get the band back together. One of the things that I that I get kind the of... coffee coffee group back together. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> coffee with Misty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the things that I that I kind of felt like was a a big talking point this episode was kind of the the, the social commentary being on just like wide open full blast basically, and it being about you know the cops beat up and accosted another young black man, and it's because they were. Uh, they were on full tilt against this other black man. Oh yeah, we haven't even discussed thing. the the beating of the young black man, yeah. black male. Uh, just a kid. I mean, he's just a kid. Just like a fifteen year old kid. I think it was. Yeah, that was awful. And he was in chess club on his way home from school. He got picked up, and like obviously that has a par- a huge parallel to current American culture. Absolutely, this show. Uh, more than any of the other Netflix Marvel series, is definitely timely in its nature. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the current political climate. That's where the that's the the thing, not the whatever else I was saying. The current political climate, right? And the social climate, because this is the kind of storytelling that needs to happen. Like, I was kind of on Mariah's side of like, yeah, don't beat the black kid just because he's a black kid. You got to go after the real bad guy, but whoa, whoa, that's not, no, no, that's not Luke Cage. <laughs> it's not Luke Cage. Stop. I thought her, her logic there wasn't great. And I thought it was weird that they all supported her. Like she's stirring. It's, this is the cops doing this. Like the cops are the ones to blame here. They're the one that beat, beat, beat this poor child. Yeah. Um, uh, trying and to get Luke Cage in trouble. it wasn't even all of the cops that, that were yeah, to no, blame. No, no, no. It was just one cop. It was this one cop that did a, a really dumb thing. But then the rest of the of the cops that you see in the montage that are just like, you know, they're running down everybody, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the cops were a little on tilt. Uh, like, were, as we said, we've used the phrase on tilt a lot. Yeah. And it makes me feel hip. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like we're really with pop culture right now. <laughs> but you know, the the cops going all ham. Basically, we're just it's not a good idea, and mm. it's just it's a it's an episode of backlash that's just blown way out of proportion. Like it just needs it. This needs to end, right? Like she said. Yeah, <laughs> just not by the death of Luke Cage, yeah. which is what she's espousing. Yeah. Um, I don't. No good. We, we got different ends to the same goal, or different <laughs> means to the same ends. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like we're different political parties, me and Black Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let's right. make Harlem great again. Well, my friend... Let's uh let's watch the let's next watch episode, episode eleven and talk about I'm it. I'm excited. All right, guys, we'll be back with you tomorrow with episode eleven of Luke Cage. Uh, so watch it and come hang out with us. Until then, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with Forty Five Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us at mcucast.com you can email us at, g- or at mcucast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mcucast if you follow us on Facebook. Or hit us on Twitter, at MCUcast. Good job. And if you want to call and leave a voicemail, 573-CAST-MCU. Yeah, he got all of it. Yeah, nailed it. All right, all right, guys. Uh, well, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Scott Lang's, nailed it! Yeah. Well, <laughs> until next time, true believers. Ooh.